There's a lot can go wrong in an RV, but if you take care of it and maintain it properly, it's going to take care of you. When disaster strikes, will you be prepared? This is Prepping 2.0 with authors and prepping experts, Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Online at prepping2-0.com. Get ready. Prepping 2.0 coming in three, two. One. Welcome, everyone. This is Shelby Gallagher over here at Prepping 2.0, joined by my co-host on the show and co-host in life, Glenn Tate. Thank you very much. You know, RVs are a pretty serious prepping tool, but not everyone is familiar with them. They can be a bug-out vehicle, a bug-out location, or overflow housing for all those extra people you will need to take care of. Our guest is the king of RV prepping information, David Helms. First, we need to pick out the sponsor superlative of the week. And this comes from Shelby apparently saying that our sponsors are great and using the word great a lot, which is a perfectly fine word, by the way. But we decided to jazz it up every week and have a sponsor superlative of the week, a new word that I pick at random. And she uses uh, to talk about all the sponsors. This week's word is groovy. Awesome. I've got it in my notes. Okay. We're good. All right. So speaking of groovy, let's talk about one of our great groovy, super groovy sponsors, and that is um, Paul Burke. He is an Idaho realtor. You can find him at firstresponserealty.com, powered by Fathom Realty. What's really cool about Paul Burke, he is specifically an Idaho realtor who specifically um, is helping first responders and preppers relocate to Idaho. We had an interview with him recently. Super awesome. So if you are considering moving to Idaho, he can help you out in a lot of ways. I encourage you to listen to that show and all of the extra services that he provides to his clients. That's right. And then we have, this being fall and chilly and all, here in western Montana, it's pretty doggone chilly. Uh, we have hoodies. I Miss America hoodies. You want to start a conversation with complete strangers? You want to get thumbs up? Do you want to get validation from complete strangers? Let's admit it. We all do. That's why we do this podcast. It makes you feel good. It makes you feel good. So if you get yourself an I Miss America hoodie or the I Miss America hats, they're legit hats. They're well-made. They have flex fit bands. They're pretty cool. That is at prepping2-0.com on the shop page. And you can get yourself some I Miss America merch. I also wanted to mention the reason of the week to be a Patreon. And the reason of the this week to be a Patreon is videos. We have an upcoming water filter system video that we did that'll be available to Patreons. And then for $5 and up Patreons, we have the video bonus shows, which as the name implies are video bonus shows. And a lot of them lately have been my one hour show on the KHNC radio show. And it's a video, so you get to see me in the studio and then you get the audio portion. It's a lot of fun. Consider being a Patreon. You get cool extra stuff, including the after show. And now I would like to introduce our guest, David Helms. He is the co-host of the RV Prepper podcast, which is about RV prepping, believe it or not, and hence the cool name. Another cool thing about David is he is a fellow Western Montanan. Funny story about him living here, he and his wife. We were at a restaurant in town here in Western Montana. And we bumped into him and his wife, and it was so funny to watch him stammer because he didn't know whether to call us Glenn and Shelby or call us our real names. It was fun to watch, so that was kind of cool. So, David, welcome to the show, and why don't you tell uh, us about yourself and your podcast? Sure. I'm a proper. That's all i got to say. Show's over. Yeah, really. Show's over. Yeah. Take two. 48 minutes of uh, dead airspace. (laughs) I always enjoy it that way. <laughs> you know, it's 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 interesting. Uh, yeah, I was confused of whether to call you what down there, but, you know, we got through it. Yeah. RV prepping. Everybody, uh, everybody's always had a good chuckle about RV prepping, but it's probably one of the easiest things for you to do if you're an RV owner. And if you're not, then you have some opportunities to expand out there. So we started the show, and it's hard to believe it's been three and a half years. And wow. it's been growing ever since. And we enjoy doing what we do. We do it on our own pace. And we record the show as we travel around the country. And you'd be surprised how many people have come up to me and said, oh, my goodness, where did you get that I Miss America t-shirt? Nice. (laughs) Nice. Because I have worn mine threadbare, both of them. And, you know, 
we we wear them out and people say this is fantastic and i i sell a lot of books for you out there <laughs> thank and, you, you know, <laughs> and we talk about the great state as well and it just it goes with it and we've had some great conversations with people about how they could configure their rvs to be a prepper vehicle that's awesome well, there you go. So, folks, I want to give you a really good um, lowdown of our Groovy Doovy uh, sponsors. You added Doovy. It's I only added, Groovy okay, Day Game Nabbit. It's only Groovy. To our Groovy sponsors, <laughs> uh, Jared Savick. You can find him at redstate-realtors.com. He is an awesome Western Montana realtor, but he can help you with your needs throughout Montana. There's Katie Armour. Stands for Come and Take It. It's um, body armor for the average guy or gal. Backwoods Home Magazine. New Mana Foods. Bulk freeze-dried foods um, love them Minutemen coffee you know I'm powered by them right now mm-hmm. oh my goodness and then EMP shield they can protect your home your RV or a vehicle from an EMP or a CME and yeah those are our groovy sponsors yay thank you so much well David I wanted to ask you to start off and give folks a basic overview of RVs because it occurred to me that many of our listeners do not own RVs and uh, there have been a lot of innovations in RVs in the past few years. So even if they had an RV as a kid or something like that, um, things have changed. So let's start off with what are some RV myths and then what are the corresponding truths that bust those myths? RV myth number one, RVs are hard to travel with because they're really they're not. If you, if you can drive a car, if you could drive a pickup truck, you can travel with an RV and do so successfully. Anybody can do it. The other myth would be that you're always going to have a great investment and get all your money back out of an RV. If an RV salesman tells you that, turn around and walk out because he is lying to you (laughs) because you will lose your shirt as soon as you drive across the curb. It's a lifestyle that you're wanting to be involved with regardless of what the cost is to you. Sort of like horses. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean – one uses diesel fuel or gasoline, or the other one uses hay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's 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 just, just that way. Uh, probably the other thing is that RVs are hard to take care of, and they're really not. You know, it's really remarkable because as they roll down the road, they're nothing but a rolling earthquake. <laughs> and they hold together pretty good for the most part. But whoever purchases one should, you know, be a little handy to be able to tighten some screws here and there and know how to take care of some things. Because there's there's a lot can go wrong in an RV, but if you take care of it and maintain it properly, it's going to take care of you. Now, would you like a little bit of industry knowledge on the RVs and just how out of whack it's gotten? I would. I, th- I find this fascinating. I think I know what you're going to say, and I can vouch that it is fascinating stuff. The RV industry is still on pace this year, 2022, to build more than 600,000 new RVs. That's up 25% over the last three years. 18 to 34-year-old buyers now make up 22% of the market. So think about that. Think about that 18 to 34-year-olds. Why do you think that is, David? Because they've realized that they can still enjoy their free time and they can go on vacations. And regardless of everything going on in the world, they know they can get on their RV and get away from people. And it helps them to be their own boss. And a lot of them are starting to work remotely that way. I think it's so cool because RVs could be a way for those of us in our middle years to be cool like 18 to 34 year olds. Oh, please. <laughs> well, but what, what I'm kind of hearing you say, though, and, and this leans itself towards, you know, cl- collapsing economies and, and things like that. That is the age group that is finding it right now hardest because of current ec- economics to purchase a house or even rent one or rent and rental the same problem that is a viable option for them to be able to buy something that they can own and live in and simply just move from place to place is that what you think or is that that's what you're ex- thinking that's one of the big reasons they're doing it yeah and what's really interesting you have a lot of things called travel nurses these are nurses that travel on short-term assignments sometimes the long-term assignments all over the country and they're using RVs to live in because it costs so much to rent an apartment when they travel somewhere. So they get set up at a campground and then voila, they're there. And it's, it's been a big boom for them. Good. For, good. That's so cool. Yeah. And, you know, over 9.6 million households in the next year plan on buying a new RV. Like a brand new, not a used one? 
or a, well, a used well, one? New to, new, new to them. So new to them, all okay. encompassing in our market. So that could be everything from a, a pop-up tent trailer all the way up to a Prevo motor coach. And if you wanted to buy a new Prevo motor coach today, there's a couple of them in inventory around the country that people have backed out on at the last minute. But usually it's about a four-year wait for one. Holy Toledo. And, you know, prepping, prepping in RVs has really exploded in the market because you now have RV manufacturers that are making vehicles specific towards the prepping lifestyle. Wow. Talk about that. That sounds fascinating. Well, Jayco just introduced one of their Super Cs that is four-wheel drive, off-road capable. You can go completely off-grid and be out for quite a while. Integra introduced the same one, and those are built on the Ford uh, uh, 550, 600 chassis and up on the Chevrolet 6500 chassis. And I mean, they are self sufficient like no tomorrow. Hmm. And then you have a company that's here in the United States and it's called Earth Roamer. And I don't know if you ever heard that word or not. Mm-hmm. If you want to think about the ultimate in off road bug out vehicle, they're not armor resistant yet, hmm. but they start at $550,000 and go up to 1.7 and higher in the millions. And you can literally go anywhere you want to with it. It is the it is the M1 Abrams tank of off-road, off-grid RV prepping RVs. So what are what would be some of the features of something like that? There's going to be solar. There's going to be internet. There's going to be water. Go through some of the systems that sure, are absolutely. contained. Because it's fascinating how you can miniaturize things, the necessities of life. You can miniaturize them and make them mobile. That's what I'm so fascinated about RVs about. So with them, you know, you get to the point where one of them has close to uh, 6,000 watts of uh, solar power capabilities to it. Matter of fact, the upper end of the earth roamers and stuff, they don't have generators. It's all solar. Hmm. They use use an induction range for your cooking. And then they were able to run air conditioning, the induction range, their water heater, everything off of solar and the backup banks of batteries. It is really a robust system that has kicked butt. So, I mean, satellite capability, not a problem. They got the little dish that pops up. You link into where you want to, and off you go. Elon Musk, with what he's done with the satellite capabilities coming up, all of us are going to be able to do a lot more things on the road easier once they get that whole system up and running. By the way, we are huge fans of Starlink. We have it way out in the boonies where we are, where there there are mountains that block traditional other stuff. And Starlink, when we installed it, we got a 10 times uh, download and upload speed. It was 10 times faster. Think about that. It's remarkable. Yeah, absolutely. So, and and let me... If I can add to that, too, because that's a question I want to hear what your what your thoughts are more on just because the whole world wants to be, you know, uh, wireless and be able to connect to the Internet. I will say this before we were able to get Starlink, I found um, and I'm just going to put a plug out there, a company out there called Sky Mobile LLC, and they specialize in basically unthrottled hotspots. So it runs off the cell network. It runs off the cell network. It's unthrottled, which is why you're going to get a good, solid. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. Now, was it Starlink quality? No. Um, It was about the same price as Starlink. But they specialize in particular. I'm just going to put it out there for and see what y'all think um, in putting Wi-Fi onto RVs. Mm -hmm. So um, we didn't need Mm -hmm. that. But it was fascinating to me that they had a whole like cache of products for people who are are mobile. Yeah. So keep going with describing some of the systems that are on these super prepper RVs. So on the on the earth roamer systems, you've got uh, a 18,000 watt hour lithium ion battery bank. Jeez Louise. Yeah, well, for 1.7 and up. Yes. Yeah. Which got right? And about 30% uh, of that cost would be those batteries. <laughs> yeah, probably so. 16, uh, I misspoke on it. 1,600 watts of solar comes into it. You can, 55 uh, gallon gray water capacity, that's your from washing your hands and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And it, But they also hold 120 gallons of fresh water. Mm-hmm. And they go, they cart around with 100 gallons of diesel fuel. Now, these bad boys all loaded up. Get between eight and ten miles to the gallon, so you got some distance you can run there. So even if you get off grid, you got your solar, and yeah, the sun doesn't shine all the time, but with that type of backup on that battery, you got options. And 
then you can have the different satellite options of what you have going on there for your television and the other communications and things that you want to do that way. So if you can get a signal off of sat, boom, you got it. Do these these deluxe RVs, do they have a lot of cup holders? They got a few. Okay. That's really I mean, important to me. And I'm sure like to the listeners. Or 15 or 20. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, it's it's really interesting. And everybody says, well, that thing's so big and so heavy, you won't be going up and down the road very fast. I got news for you. They're rated at 81 miles an hour, and they have 43-inch tires on these bad boys. And it it is nimble on the road like no tomorrow. I saw my first one about five years ago out at the SEMA show in Vegas. And I wanted to go take that thing for a spin. Well, I couldn't get it out of the building, doggone it. Yeah, security, <laughs> doggone it. Yeah, they're built in Colorado area out there, and, and they're something else. They just, they're just a wonderful built product, and it it takes a while. Now, you can get a used one for about 600000 you know, Oh, jump change. These people don't really abuse them. And the finish they have on them, you're not going to scrape them up very much at all. Wow. So, and, and t- you mentioned... Um, Jayco has what I'm guessing is a far less uh, expensive uh, prepper. Tell, tell us about like what makes a prepper RV uh, model a prepper RV model. What are the prepper features? Uh, prepper features are always going to be solar and the backup battery support. And they do have an onboard generator that runs off of it. Uh, they're diesel trucks. They're the Ford uh, F550 and the 600. And they haven't offered the Chevrolet 6500 yet on it. I'm sure that's coming. Uh, supply and demand will pop it up there. So for Jayco and Integra, they have those options. 100 gallons of water for each one of them. I think they probably have, I think it's 800 watts of solar. And I don't have the particulars on a solar bank because they just launched these bad boys about 45 days ago. Hmm. And, and there's plenty of things to see them uh, about them on the, on the internet. So, I mean, by all means, go up on YouTube of all places and you'll be able to find all you want to about it. They, um, they say they sell them as fast as they build them. You know, and I was just going to say, this is fascinating to me from a supply and demand from a marketing standpoint, because if prepping was really that fringe crazy thing that only that wacky uncle that comes over to your Thanksgiving dinner and everybody dislikes because he's so weird. If, if we were truly isolated weirdos, why would all these companies be building specialty products designed for us, and then they, they're out of stock all the time because there are so many of us. I mean, don't you think that it really is a validation of the mainstreaming of prepping that there are companies that are investing and it's paying off because they're selling these things like hotcakes? Absolutely. An article was written back in 2020, October of 2020, and I interviewed this, this gentleman for a show coming up. It's already been launched, but it's called Uncertain Times Call for Survival RV Know-How. And he goes in what the perfect thing is for having an RV for prepping. And why is it so critical in being able to make room on your RV for it? And I'm looking at it and reading it, and I said, why didn't I see this a couple of years ago? Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, it, it, is a, it is a great article. And I wish I could say that I wrote that. I didn't. There's a few things I'd add to it. You know, a couple of howitzers, maybe an M1 Abrams tank. Mm-hmm. Uh, standard. Other than that, yeah, standard. Mm-hmm. But he has some fantastic information on it, so – you know, it's it's something that goes with it. So we had a great conversation about it, and it's uh, it is it is coming mainstream. And we haven't even talked about the the bumper pull trailers, the overlanders, they call them. Yeah, go ahead, and talk probably, about that. There's probably about thirty or forty different models that are out there for off grid living that are solar. Some of them have generators, some of them don't. They go from about twenty four thousand dollars all the way up to one hundred seventy thousand dollars. And you can basically drive anywhere behind your, wherever your truck can go, it will come with you. Independent wheel suspension on almost all of them. And they go off road, either it's in the mountains and in the deserts, in the muddy areas, it doesn't care, it goes. You get to your location, you open them up, you pop out the tent top to it, put your awnings out and everything else, and you are there. You can get out of everybody's sight line and they won't even know you're there. So it's towed behind a truck, it sounds like. Yep, sure is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's, it's uh, I mean, it is remarkable. Those are a huge hit in Australia. And that's where the majority of these are made from. Some of them are made here in the States. They're, we're catching on here. But they also made them in South Africa as well to be able to take out in the bush. And they have become indispensable for people to go on holidays 
and to get away from you know nonsense use that commercial nonsense uh from what's going on in their surroundings and they basically covid made them just blow up with as far as build capabilities and what they had with it i mean it's probably one of the strongest suspensions i've ever seen on anything it's, it's a better suspension system than what's on my diesel truck well, you mentioned COVID. Um, what effect did COVID have on mm-hmm. RVs, not only the popularity of RVs, the availability of RVs, but also on some of the innovation? Because one of the reasons we wanted to have you on is that there's been so much innovation in RVs. This isn't your your old 1974 Winnebago, guys. I mean, there's like some serious innovative upgrades. So tell us about COVID and RVs. When, when COVID got unleashed on the world by china yes <laughs> we're not on youtube anymore yeah. so that won't be a yeah. strike because no, we've we, already been kicked great. off yeah we were so proud of ourselves I, you earned that badge and you thank know you i was so proud of you both it yeah. was just great <laughs> but you know they unleashed holy hell on the world and people were like saying oh my goodness what are we gonna do for our vacations what are we gonna do about this and man i want to get away from all these people in the city where am i going to go you can't get hotels are all closed down they started renting and buying every RV they could get their hands on. And the market just had this huge sucking sound and the inventory went boom, gone. And then the plants got deemed essential and they started building, but they couldn't get a lot of people to come to work. And if they tested positive, it slowed down. So there was this big hole of where you couldn't get RVs. And when you did get them, there was no more discounts on anything. You paid full sticker price and sometimes more. But people were buying them to be able to get away so they could thrive and survive that pandemic that was forced down our throats. And it, it, it it's not slowed down since. People are saying, you know something? I like this lifestyle better. Mm-hmm. I want to go do more. And I'm not I'm not going to die waiting for some pandemic to take me out. And off they went. You could not get a campground in the state of Montana, period, for almost 14 months. I believe it. Yeah. I, 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 I heard that that was a, gen, a general uh, problem all over the country. It was. It was. Absolutely. And what was really wild, we did a, we did a show about the uh, people that are full-timing in RVs. Mm-hmm. God love them. You know, that's, that's a great dream to have and go off and do it. But a lot of the parks down south and the southwest mainly started closing their doors and telling people to get out. They had no place to go. Hmm. So wow. I started I, I started networking with campgrounds to see what they had available and being able to start directing people to places where they could go to. And we helped quite a few people out. And then finally, the, the RV park said, well, wait a minute. If they're self-contained and they're staying in their own place, why are we kicking them out? Why are we getting rid of our income? Right. And they got rid of a lot of income. Wow. So Well, we're going to... We have so much more. Oh, we've we only scratched the oh, surface. We've only scratched the surface, folks. But um, just remember, though, we're going to um, we always have our after show. This conversation is going to go not just into the second segment. Plus, in the after show, we're going to have the lightning round, which Wait. is five random questions for our guests, which is a hoot. We used to do that years and years ago. Years ago. Listen to me. And uh, we've resurrected it. So, folks, uh, join us on the other side of the break for more. Uh, on RV Prepping from David Helms of RV Prepper Podcast. Don't go away. More of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher is coming right up. Hear all our previous shows free online at prepping2-0.com. In a tactical situation, your AR is your life. Gibbs Arms makes a sweet feature, the only side charger that can use a standard bolt carrier group with no modification. Gibbs makes them in 9mm, 5.56, and 308. In fact, Gibbs Arms has been granted eight patents for unique innovations. The company started back in 2008 when two Boeing engineers realized no one else made what they wanted. Take a look at their website and see all the ways Gibbs Arms can help you mod your AR. Gibbs with a Z, arms.com. That's G-I-B-B-Z-A-R-M-S.com. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. Looking to meet other like-minded people in your area? Looking to start your own prepper group? Already have a group? Join PrepperNet.com. Prepper 
Prepernet has gathered the biggest names in the industry to help unite preppers everywhere. Join John Jacob Schmidt, Scott Hunt, Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy, Glenn Tate, Shelby Gallagher, Charlie Hogwood, Samuel Culper, Survivor Jane, Rick Austin, Franklin Horton, Ryan Mitchell, and Brian Duff. Our team is united. Check us out at PrepperNet.com. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. PrepperNet.com. Prepping 2.0 is about that next level of prepping. One of the key 2.0 items to have is bulletproof body armor plates. I used to think body armor was too tactical for a regular guy like me, but it isn't. Give yourself, your family, and your team an unfair advantage when bullets are flying. Body armor used to be expensive and hard to get. Not anymore. KD Armor, and that stands for come and take it, makes solid and affordable body armor for normal people. Get body armor while you can. The clowns in Congress are trying to prohibit future sales. KD Armor is the place to get it. C-A-T-I-Armor.com. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount when you use the coupon code GRANT. When the grid goes down, darkness will descend fast. Used to be there was nothing you could do about an EMP, electromagnetic pulse, or CME, coronal mass ejection. Now you can protect your electronics, protect your family, thanks to EMP Shield. EMP Shield invented a simple to install device that prevents whatever's connected to it from frying in an EMP or CME, and it costs just a few hundred dollars. EMP Shield has been tested by independent laboratories and passed muster with the government, which has ordered lots of them. Google EMP Shield and see for yourself. And save some money. Get a $50 discount per device. Go to prepping2-o.com. Click on the Friends and Affiliates page, then click on the EMP Shield logo. At checkout, use coupon code PREPPING2.0. It's all one word. Shelby Gallagher here. We found that you need to layer your food preps. Yeah, this is Glenn Tate here. A lot of times, the hardest part of layering is the long-term foods. We love Numana foods, which have a 25-year shelf life and are non-GMO. Also, organic meals are available. Numana comes in family-style portions and in bulk. This is not backpacking food. It's family meals that last for at least 25 years. The perfect freeze-dried part of your food layering. You can get a sample of Numana meals for $19.95 and see for yourself. You will be amazed. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount by entering the code PREP. Go to Numana.com or click the link on the Prepping 2.0 website. Give it a try. Numana.com. That is N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com. Now, more of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for rejoining us. We're just getting started with our discussion of RV prepping with David Helms. Stick around for the after show. We're going to add some comedy. It'll mm-hmm. be a hoot. So if you're a patron, uh, you'll get to hear it. But if you ever want to think about becoming a patron, you can find out how to do that on our website, prepping2-0.com. Click on the Patreon tab. We've been talking about innovation in the RV industry. There has been some innovation in the firearms industry. And that is our new sponsor. We love these guys, Gibbs Arms, and that's G-I-B-B-Z, or Z if you're in Canada. Gibbs Arms, um, they have a side charger drop-in thing that allows you to to turn your AR's traditional charging handle into a side charger. It's it sounds weird, but it's it's on their YouTube channel, which is Gibbs Arms with a Z. Uh, the Gibbs is the part with the Z. The Arms has the traditional S, and uh, so you can also go to their website, Gibbs Arms. That's G-I-B-B-Z Arms dot com. We are doing a swag giveaway. So, how do you get your, how do you win your Gibbs Arms swag? Uh, You send an email, not to me, because I get about 50 emails a day on my Glenn Tate email page. And as Shelby will tell you, I don't read all my emails and it kind of bothers her, I can tell, but she's she's got some workarounds. So what we're gonna do is have you send your swag email to enter into the drawing to Shelby's email because it'll actually be read there. And so that is Shelby Gallagher 321 at Gmail. Shelby Gallagher 321 at Gmail. Please put in the subject line Gibbs, G I B B Z. That way she can spot them. And what she'll do is, is we'll collect them at, you know, in a week, see how many we have. Um, and then she'll ask me to pick a number between one and whatever the number is. And then we'll go and we'll grab that. We have t-shirts, we have all kinds of cool stuff. And then we'll work with you on the size and get it out to you and all that kind of stuff. So thank you, Gibbs Arms, for giving us the cool swag to raffle off, not raffle off, but to uh, sweepstakes off 
to our listeners. So thank you so much. Episode, our archive episode of the week, archive episode of the week. We normally, we've been in the 20s and we go through those. I jumped ahead to episode 50 for the archive episode of the week. The reason I did that was it was a simulcast of Prepping 2.0 and RV Prepper podcast that we did on October 10th, 2019. We recorded a show in David, David's RV at the Panhandle Preparedness Expo. And we talked about RVs and he asked us some questions and we asked him some questions and it was simultaneously put out on both of our podcasts. It was very cool. Those were the days. Those were the days. So anyway, episode 50 is our archive episode of the week. Well, picking back up with you, David, uh, you were talking about some of the innovations in RVing. What are some other innovations in the RV world that would be of particular interest to preppers? Well, there's a lot of things that have happened, from, you know, around refrigeration. Most RV refrigerators have always been what they call gas absorption refrigerators. So a 12 volt system runs it and it takes propane and absorbs the the, the heat into that and then turns it into chill the air, right? Mm-hmm. And they've gone to where they most of them now they can't get a hold of enough of those because the build rates are so high to straight 12 volt refrigerators and those are working pretty good if you have that battery capacity and you're off the grid. And then a lot of the new RVs have residential refrigerators in them. They're massive and you know, it takes a big space to have them, but you gotta be hooked up to power or have that big battleborne bank, whatever battery system you might use. Sooner or later, you're gonna have to have some shore power to it. We chose to stay with the gas absorption refrigerator because when we go off grid, you know, we have propane and I've got a little small generator that can charge things up for the 12 volt and I have a, a solar panel as well. And I'm able to keep it going that way for, I don't know, probably about 10, 12 days before I start running out of propane because of the refrigerator. That's about it. And I mean, that's a long time to be away. They also are able to get you better insulation in the RVs now. You'll see some of them and they were always promoted as this in the past as being four seasons RV capable. And that meant that, yeah, it will sit on the tires for four seasons, but it really wasn't very warm inside of it or cool. Now they've been able to really get a grasp on the insulation. The cold weather, you can comfortably stay in one down to about zero, 10 below. You're gonna burn a bunch of propane to heat it or electricity to heat other things, but you are going to be comfortable with that and it works really well. We've done it and it's been very comfortable. We did that in the blowing winds of North Dakota. And it was, uh, all I can say is the windshield was about 30 below. And we were, we were comfy warm in it. Awesome. So, and I'm sitting here thinking about that as you, you know, we're sitting here in Western Montana under several inches of snow and only a few degrees. Um, talk to us a little bit more too about, um, some of those innovations and as well as traveling in the winter time and um yeah go ahead yeah if, if, if you're on a self-propelled rv i mean you have to pay attention to your passes and everything else mm-hmm. you're going to go across you, you've got to have some type of traction device with you as well good uh you have some things called auto socks that look like a this is going to sound wrong but it's going to look like a cotton condom that you put over your your drive tires right mm-hmm. they do fantastic on snow and ice or you have to go the old-fashioned way, chains. And if you're towing a trailer behind you, whatever you have to put on as far as auto socks or chains, just as well. And they actually track pretty good on the snow-covered roads. Ice, you know, you're going to get a strong wind. It's going to push you around a little bit. If you slow down, take your time, you'll be just fine. And and again, I mean, you're going to have to think about, you know, the, the brain capability of, of your skill and learning how to drive one in that type of yes. weather. Yes. I was wondering about that. If that's not just, hey, I've got my socks on my tires, I can just go. No, there's there's some, yeah, take some practice in that and, and proceed with caution, right? And, and, you know, another myth that I want to throw out there, and I'm reverting back to this, which you're just going to get it this way, uh, is that I can drive my RV as fast as I want to anytime I want to. And that is absolutely baloney. Uh, we see a lot of people pulling these big toy hauler fifth wheels and other fifth wheels, same size of ours, and they're running 85, sometimes up to 90 miles an hour passing us. Wow. It's scary stuff because those tires, I mean, they're rated for a certain speed, 
And as you go over that speed, they build up the heat and you never know when one's going to let go. And then it's catastrophic after that. Mass times velocity squared. It's ugly. Absolutely. It is ugly. It is absolutely ugly. And it's just uh, one of those things I wish people would slow down and enjoy it. We, We broke into a thing this past year. We called it the 306 module. We drive 300, uh, 300 miles or six hours, whichever comes first, and we stop for the night. I mean, we don't get on the road till nine o'clock in the morning. We drive to about three, 3.30 in the afternoon, and then we're done for the night. And that's because I've gotten so old. Uh, no. But it, it makes a difference mentally and physically. Because we used to get in the bus when we had the big bus, and it was no, it was nothing to it to drive 800, 900 miles in a day. And you're just wore out, cranky, crabby. And no, now we three, 300 miles or six hours, whichever comes first. We're yeah. done. That makes sense. It's safer that way. Yeah. Talk about people who are living full-time in RVs. I find this fascinating. It is fascinating. It really is. And you get to meet some very interesting people. And there's a few of them that are out there that I've met. We've, I say we, Rhonda and I both have met, that have... Uh, they're engineers and you know we're talking engineers everything from mechanical to electrical and stuff like that they work out of their rvs and go and work different sites but they sometimes stay someplace 30 45 maybe 60 days now some of them out there stay longer but they're mobile and they work from site to site they get tired of seeing the sites where they are and they've got the capability to do their emails and and communications they go to the next one and they they make a life out of going from point a to point b they follow the weather patterns is what they do. They stay up north when it's nice and warm in the summertime. And as things start to get cold and cooler, they migrate south just like the rest of the snowbirds, except for they do it in an RV. And it's amazing how many snowbirds have bought RVs and put them in down in the Arizona area in New Mexico. Yeah, and traveling to where the good weather is, that used to be called being an Indian. That's kind of how people just did stuff before there was technology because it makes so much sense. There's a lot of wisdom in that. Yeah. The migration. Absolutely. You go where you go to the area that's fruitful for you. That's that's a it's it's a good lifestyle. If we didn't live in western Montana and have uh, a nice house to live in, I would uh, probably live full time on the RV. And I, I threw a fit the other night because I didn't win the $1.9 billion lottery because I was already specking out a big earth roamer <laughs> to be able to go where I wanted to go. And it just, it just, it shattered my dreams. By the way, if you do win that kind of lottery, you you know who your lawyer is, right? I'm your buddy, yes, David. I do. That's right. <laughs> I have you on speed dial, brother. <laughs> speaking and, of and law. Got, yes. Speaking yeah. of law. An interesting thought occurs to me, at least interesting to me. We'll see if uh, people, you know, turn the podcast off when they hear this question. I don't think they will. If you're roaming around and you're truly not tethered to one state, you could probably pick what state you're a resident of, and that would be the state with the best taxes, right? I mean, where are you a resident of? How does that work? I'm a resident of Montana. Well, of course, that is the best state. That is the best that state. That is the I mean, best state to live in. Yeah. But you can go and be a, a resident if you're able to get some property or a place that you can get set up in and you have to spend a certain amount of time in it to be able to claim it as a, quote, true residence. Hmm. And then you can got to be able to receive your mail there. But they have, they have places all over the place where you can have your mail sent to, like South Dakota. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you got a great tax break there and they forward your mail to you all over the country. And so people people are very creative when it comes to taxation, when they live out on the road full-time. Even uh, Seagull and Mariners do the same thing. So if I was doing it full-time, I'd have a, a location that I could run that through that way. Am I dodging taxes? No. No, if it's legal. paid enough over the years, it's legal. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, good. So question here. So talk to us about the fuel cost and how that's been affecting the whole industry recently thanks biden yeah 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 <laughs> oh well, i get to let's say a lot of things but i'll wait till after the show thing when it comes to exactly language. when there's uh, no F- fcc exactly that's true i all i can say is it's it, it it's become a bohica b-o-h-i-c-a bend over here it comes again yeah. uh you the prices just went nuts i was 
contemplating on not doing our last Florida trip to go down and see the grandsons down there if price of diesel fuel got over $5 a gallon. Well, it eclipsed that real quick, and it was up to about $5.75 to $5.83 a gallon. We went anyway. 2,500 miles down, 2,500 miles back over a 40-day period. My fuel bill was over $4,000. Oh, my gosh. Jeez. And I love our kids. I love our grandchildren. Right. And it, but it's, it's, you would think that that's really curtailed the RV lifestyle, the price of fuel. And I'll say it's probably in the 2 to 6% range. Everybody else is full steam ahead. Off they go. Hmm. And I just like, God love you. I'm glad you got that money to do that. Because it curtailed some of our travel this year after that trip. The year yeah. before, we did like, you know, 21,000 miles on the road. Had an absolute blast. So so you went from 21,000 miles the year before last to what? We did about 9,000 last yeah, year. Yeah, so cut it in half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. And That's um, sad. Yeah, yeah, it is. And so we twiddling our thumbs right now trying to decide where where we're going to go and how we're going to do it. We're going to do a lot of stuff in Montana this next year. And so it's going to be, it's going to be great. We're going to do the big loop along the, uh, the high line and go out and see all that. So I want to just talk about that for a moment. Montana, I believe is the third largest state in the union next to Alaska mm-hmm. and Texas. And uh, there's a lot of it to see, and it's got a lot of great history and a lot of great scenery. So, yeah, if you, if you I know what I think of Montana, and feel free to t- give people some hope, because right now is sure. not the time of year to go look in, in Montana. But tell us, why do we do that? Tell us some of your favorite places. Oh, my favorite places? Yes. Uh, well, if it comes to beer, my favorite place is Missoula or Helena. If it comes to food, uh, it's my own backyard. Or wherever the RV is, because uh, I don't go out to many restaurants anymore. Bumping to you guys in a restaurant, that was the first time we'd been out to eat hmm. since the pandemic started. Wow. Wow. How about that? Yeah. So the, the other couple that was with us is our financial uh, guru that we deal with and everything else. And he's freaking awesome. And they took us out to dinner to celebrate having a good year. And we, uh, the other place I'll have to say is, ah, gee, I absolutely love uh, Pompey's Pillar. Mm-hmm. which is in the eastern part of the state, just past Billings. It's part of the Lewis and Clark Trail. Um, I absolutely love down around Darby. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can step off and get lost down there in the mountains, and they'll never find you if the bears don't eat you. <laughs> uh, Rhonda and I got married at Glacier National Park, and I proposed to her in a helicopter over Gunsight Pass at Glacier National Park. And that is my favorite place in the world to go. And I'm a double million miler on Delta, because I traveled internationally for a big, large chemical corporation for 25 years. I've seen a lot of sites, a lot of continents, and that place just does it for me. Mm-hmm. And the gun going to the Sun Road when it's open and they get the snow cleared off, uh, I, we go every year. So August 5th, we're, we always try to get there. We didn't make it on August 5th this year, but we made it later on because we had some conflicts and we got up there. And it recharges our batteries like no tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And we have a family cabin on a little small lake not far from the Missoula area, about 50 miles out. And uh, Rhonda's father built that place back in 1957. And it's still in the family. It's uh, a little bend in a, in a river. They call it a lake. I call it a wide spot. But that's where she gets her batteries charged up. And we've got a place up on the hill we can put the RV if the cabin is full of family and friends and everything else. And it's just, I mean, you'll hear the elk bugle in the, in the fall. And you'll see mountain lions come through every now and then and every type of other type of animal you can think of up there. I hadn't seen any tigers yet, but everybody hmm. laughed at me when I told them I saw an antelope out there. They said, no, 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 there's no antelopes in western Montana. And then the Fish, Wildlife, and Park guy came out there and was talking to me. I said, what's that right over there? He goes, Oh my God, that's an antelope. I said, <laughs> thank you very much. Let's get that on tape. And <laughs> it was kind of interesting. But yeah, I mean, that's that's my favorite places to go. Now, have you heard of the little town called Haver? You know what? I, I need to ask you, um, what about RVs as bug out vehicles? Not the super expensive ones, but the regular ones. How, how do RVs rate as bug out vehicles? They rate awesome. 
as long as you keep them in mechanical soundness, they are awesome to have as far as bug out vehicles. You can carry your food with you. You have to be smart on your weights on a lot of the trailers and stuff like that and the buses. You can get out of control real quick, but you've got sleeping arrangements for multiple people. You've got cooking capabilities. You've got bathing capabilities. You have toilet capabilities. And you've got storage capabilities on these bad boys. So, I mean, you want to carry 1,000 pounds of ammo? Not a problem. That's a good start, 1,000 pounds. Yeah. That's, yeah, exactly. That's If it's 50 BMG, that's not too many. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, you can get creative with it. They're very comfortable. And if you have the power capability to be able, whether generator or hookup or something like that, you're as comfortable as if you were at home. They are fantastic. Well, and that's where, the, that's where the whole traveling nurse thing, that's where well, that's why people are living out of them now. They're, they're as comfortable as a home. It's not like you're, you know, trailer camping anymore, right? Right. We were at West Yellowstone this fall, and I met a gentleman who is uh, an engineer. I mean, I was talking about engineers earlier. And he creates, he creates things that keeps us all safe. And that's all I got to say about that, because I promised him I wouldn't. I actually had to sign an NDA with him in a conversation. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's pretty weird, you know, because I worked on some of the projects for the coding side for my previous employment that he was working on, and I started chewing the fat with him a little bit. He says, hey, so we keep things secret, and it keeps me out of trouble. Can you sign an NDA? I said, well, sure, mail me one. He says, no, no, I got them right here. <laughs> he says, because I want to talk to you about some of these codings. So we did. Fast friendship. He lives in the the, the forbidden state of California. Oh, geez. Yeah, but he's <laughs> they're, they're going full-time on their RV, and they, he basically said if people can find me, they can come visit, or they can try to do whatever with me. But he's uh, busier than ever. He bought a big fifth wheel, and... He and his wife are just embraced the whole atmosphere of it and what they can do. He says his blood pressure's gone down. His quality of life has gone up. He's lost weight because he doesn't sit there and, and binge eat in front of a television all the time. He says, I've worked my time on my computer, and he has it at the, uh, the whole Starlink system. And uh, he kind of juiced us up a little bit. And don't ask me how I know that, but trying to understand it, it went over my head about 6,000 feet. But he says, it was freedom. He says, I felt like I was just tied to a ball and chain in the office. He says, I'm never going in an office again. Nice. Period. It's kind of interesting. Well, absolutely. Now, what what kind of price levels could somebody out there who's listening, who's who's realizing, oh my goodness, an RV, would be fantastic as a bug out vehicle and as a bug out location, which we haven't really talked about, but I kind of think it goes without saying that you can have an RV as a bug out location. What are some Absolutely. entry points for different levels of stuff? Because people out there, you know, money's tight and they want to know, is this doable? Because the 1.7 million thing is not real doable. No, it's not. It's, it's, that's for people that have stupid money. And if I won the lottery, I would have had stupid money. Mm -hmm. and, and a good lawyer you would have had yeah, a great a lawyer. lawyer yeah and i would have spent it stupidly oh uh, on a but, good uh, lawyer yeah <laughs> <laughs> he keeps trying folks and if you know something that's a smart thing to do yeah but you can get in about the on on and i'm not saying new or used i'm just gonna say your entry where you can go is around fifteen thousand dollars and you can go up like we said over two million pretty easy but for the most people i would say it'd be between fifteen thousand and sixty five thousand dollars and you could get something that's dependable comfortable good shape rather new or new depends on your taste and what you want and you could use it as a getaway i got to get away from it you know people and everything else and you can hole up somewhere in it and you just have to learn what it's like to be on an rv and mm -hmm. off you go with it. I just find that amazing. If you talk to, I don't know, people who are our parents' age, they remember buying homes when mm. they were youngins for a few thousand dollars. I remember when I was a little girl, my parents bought and sold homes for $65,000. Boy, those, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So that's why, that's why I see RVs as not only being a bug out vehicle, 
uh, it was certainly we've talked quite a bit about it an enjoyment something to enjoy the countryside for sure something to travel in and enjoy it's a lifestyle but also has a place to live because that's the world we've come to right yeah and if anybody's traveled for a living or they travel a lot they know what a pain in the backside it is to take that suitcase and pack it go through if you're flying somewhere go through and deal with tsa and you know after you have your rectal examination you have to go there then you have to get a rental car and the cost they go up pretty quick yeah. now rvs aren't cheap but still your costs go up traveling i never pack a suitcase we throw the clothes on in the clothes basket we put it in the drawers and off we go mm-hmm. and it's just i mean it's wonderful and there's the, okay this is probably going to get probably tmi for a lot of people when you come home from the trip you always think this to yourself oh my goodness thank god for my bed and thank god for my toilet uh-huh. it fits my butt the best i've ever felt right that's the way it is on rv you can get them nice and comfy beds and toys but they are there and you don't think twice about it you know what's going on in that bed and everything else that's awesome it's awesome so um Real quick, um, we have a few moments here before you need to go. Um, tell people how they can find you, David. Absolutely. We don't have a conventional website, but here's what I'm going to tell you to do if you want to listen to the podcast, rvprepper.libson.com. And Libson is spelled L-I-B-S-Y-N. And if you want to send me an email, it's info, rvprepper at gmail.com. Wonderful. And, and and what sort of platforms uh, is the podcast on? Platforms everything from bug out bags to knives to firearms. Oh, to I meant training. like I meant like Apple and iTunes and stuff. It's on all. It's on all of them. Wonderful. Yeah. The beauty of the RSS feed. Yes. RSS feed. I'm on all of them, and uh, we've probably at about twenty eight thousand subscribers across fourteen countries. Oh wow. You know, that's not as big as you guys. Well, I don't know about that. But it's it's really kind of interesting. I get a lot of people out of uh, Australia and probably the overlanding crowd. And we've had some great communications back and forth with that. So, Well, wonderful. We're going to take this into the after show. I'm just sitting here like kind of mind blown here. So I'll ask you this maybe in the after show too. Do you think like buying homes, it's seasonal? Like this is not the time... If, if you're a buyer looking for a home in the middle of November in Montana, you're going to get a better price than you are in July. Is that? Do you think that's there's some credence to that in the RV world? There, oh, yeah. Okay, so don't answer that. The after show. We'll start with that. Folks, we're going to continue to talk about how uh, you can become an RV prepper in the after show. Folks, don't forget, failing to prepare is preparing to fail. From Benjamin Franklin. Have a great week, everyone. You've been listening to Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. All the information you've heard today, including all our previous shows, is online at prepping2-0.com. Find out more about Glenn's books at 299days.com and Shelby's books at agreatstate.com. Until next time, be smart, be safe, and be prepared.